One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Controversial subjects with the facts can be tense. But we are a sub-science here to make things make sense. Today's episode is a bit of a treat because we recorded this in the middle of February with Grace Helbig before social isolating, before we all went into essentially quarantine. Uh, We got to interview Grace Helbig to talk about YouTube, to talk about life, to laugh. There's not that much Miss Rona content in this one, as you might be cutting used to that in our last podcast and all of our videos. So we hope that you enjoy this little break from Miss Rona. Hey, it's Mitch and Greg, and this is Side Note. And today we have the love of our life, <laughs> very special guest, Ms. Grace, Grace Helbig. How's it Hi going, guys. Grace? It's going so well. How are you guys? Good. Thank you coming. Thank you for coming over and hanging out. We're with chilling us today. on a couch and chair right now. <laughs> I very know. laid back. This very laid back. We're in a mid-century modern little apartment. It feels mm-hmm. very like this is just what millennials do. Okay, they do I'm- their podcasts on some mid-century modern <laughs> yes. furniture. So how, okay, mid-century modern, it's like, how did you know? Because I know that's what he said when we came here, we were renting someone's house. Chris, come on. Keep, so what does it mean? It's like wood? It's, yeah, it's, I will, I mean, trust, you're asking the wrong person about like the history of architecture and like interior design, but uh, I feel like this is such a Los Angeles thing that everyone's okay. been wildly obsessed with mid-century modern interior design, which okay. is like, my understanding is like Mad Men esque. It's <laughs> okay. yes. a little like boho-y kind of vibe. You, you nailed can, it. You can yeah, kind of like see. all of these. Yeah, it yeah, is like, kind of often wood, but it, yes. it's not. But and it's not like, necessarily the coziest couch. No, you know, it's no. Like, okay, it, it looks like it could be in like a clinical psychologist's office, yes. <laughs> but then also like meant for drinking martinis on top of. Okay, yeah. this is so okay because I have been having a little bit of like you know shimmering. Do you not like that couch? I, I don't. I don't. <laughs> <laughs> like I'm always kind of like okay exactly like I want to lie down and talk to Freud or whatever yeah, like it's yeah, not yeah. and this I, I'm like okay it's a cute little um, table not practical at all no. that orange there's an orange blanket that yes. I'm like my parents had that in the 80s and mm-hmm. it was something I look back on and think wow what a horrible mistake yet here oh it is yeah. gosh, so this is red. like you're opening up about like your emotional trauma <laughs> yeah. as a child and it's being it's a triggering space for me yeah, yeah, like century <laughs> modern yeah I like it and I actually find that that couch pretty comfortable i like yeah. a firm couch like and i like a couch that has a, just enough leg room mm-hmm. some couches are too short and some you get really sucked into and yeah. then it's it's like so comfy that it's actually uncomfortable yes. and your back i don't know what i want in a couch that's true <laughs> well, i think go. i'm good at complaining like, <laughs> maybe this couch is too specific and it's upsetting you yeah. because yeah. you don't know <laughs> but i'm glad you i'm glad that you figured out that this is mid-century modern because i was proud when i was told it too and i thought i had an inkling of an idea that's what this you was. can take it back to canada with you yeah yeah. yeah, you'll see it everywhere now. It's very, very now. 
Um, I was just going to say before we like fully jump into the pod, like why don't we give people like a little spiel about who you are for anyone sure. who has no freaking clue. Sure, <laughs> sure. For those few people. Um, my name is Grace Helbig. Um, I have been making YouTube videos for over a decade now and I dabble in the world of comedy and I work a lot of times with my best friends, Mamrie Hart and Hannah Hart and we've made some films. We do podcasts. Mamrie and I have This Might Get Weird and I have a podcast called Not Too Deep that you guys have been on before Which and, I love. Uh, it was so fun hopefully we can do a, a more updated episode soon um yeah so comedian digital content creator you know we all get the awkwardness sure, like, what of describing what this yeah. is That's yeah. So, yeah. We'll, we'll dive like deep into that on yeah, this yeah, you yeah. can yeah. tell that though whenever yeah. people ask you me that question that. I fumble fumble and I could yeah. not answer like that you did good I used to fumble a lot and give like the you know 17 asterisks <laughs> of like what I kind of do and I realized it's just easier for myself and others to be a little bit more confident and direct yeah. and not yeah. like this is what I do I actually do this yeah yeah <laughs> instead of like I don't know I like I wear wow, a lot of hats we need, oh my god <laughs> we need to learn that especially in yeah. America our Canadian yeah. pops out we're like we don't know we're humble <laughs> like, and everyone's like okay get out of the way and like run us over you know? and I'm like okay yeah we have to lean into America not to say yeah. that it was in any way American at all it was just a perfect balance the way you described yourself Her, I'll take it I'll take it I know I mean America is not decisive right now so yeah. <laughs> it was not American. <laughs> oh my god. Yikes. Uh, anyway. Oh, what did we learn this week? Oh, yeah, I'll go first. So, mine is a simple environmental tip. I think this is something that I myself thought was really important because I, I do, when I do laundry, I do a warm, mm-hmm. hot, even load. Wow. 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 I'm blushing. Hey. I'm turned on. Take that out of context. <laughs> I do a warm cycle. That's uh-huh. a better way to put it. <laughs> okay. Um, for my uh, clothes that I don't think are delicate, like my underwear, things like that. And I just Wait, do isn't it. isn't that what underwear is? Delicates? Oh my God, are you serious? I didn't know oh. that I thought of delicates <laughs> as like my like l- my like linen top. Wait, what? Like the delicate shirt, like to the touch. Well, I do feel like maybe that's, that's so, why I'm all like your underwear hair is like wet. Wait, but all I also don't know. Just ripped. I was I was under the impression that delicates meant like. Uh, yeah. At least for women, like panties I and think bras. It might, oh, I think it might be different for women because those are like nicer. But like because boy the underwear is just little, like yeah, the fabrics are a little bit more sensitive yeah. to the delicate. Touch. Man might say. <laughs> <laughs> but my underwear is always ripped. You're no, not like, truly I able. Okay. No, I need to keep going with this point yeah. because my whole point mm-hmm. is that like like it's kind of negligible. Like when you wash something, you don't need to even wash it warm. You don't even need to wash it for that long. Uh-huh. And so it's like what this specific research study found that a 30 minute cycle at 25 degrees Celsius, there's 74% less dye release. So you don't have to worry about the oh, like colors. The That's my biggest issue. And 52% less microfiber release. Yet you're still washing your clothes like to the same extent, regardless mm. of how long or how warm. So now I'm just going to do cold short washes for all of my clothes because wow. it is kind of pointless is what they found out. That's Plus my, it's better. For my biggest issue is that if I go buy um, sweaters or things like that, uh, after I wash it once, it's the like softness faded. is gone. Oh, yeah. It's scratchy. Like hard. It's, and yeah. that's from like a, a higher temperature, longer wash. So it's like, just wow. do it for shorter. Like, I, whenever something comes, it's like, it's all in our heads. Like when yeah. I watch something, I'm like, yeah, it's clean now. Cause it smells mm. like, deter- like, I don't actually know. <laughs> like, I'm not true. like, oh, just this dose it in detergent. Enough. Right. <laughs> well, they make yeah. these complicated yeah. machines that you push buttons and then you're under the assumption that That's, this thing is taken care of. Yeah, it. I know. It's probably like getting dirtier just from like being in that nasty metal thing you've never washed. <laughs> 
Anyways, I thought that was cool, and I'm going to do that. That is cool. Good to know. What did you learn this week, Okay, Chris? mine is not as helpful, but is informative. <laughs> okay, um, good. Okay, so I got into a little bit of a hole the other week um, with Wheel of Fortune, and <laughs> I got fascinated with it. I hadn't watched it for a long time, um, but it's still alive and well, we all know. Do you have cable? Um, yes, I do. Oh, wow. Uh, yeah, this is one of the <laughs> very few times in the last three years that I've had cable that I've actually used it, uh, <laughs> other than like Netflix and everything else. But uh, Vanna White, her yearly salary is between $4 million and $6 million a year, and she works 48 days out of the year. Oh. They record five days a month, six episodes a day, and that's it. But oh, guess what? Oh, my gosh. On top of that, her other job is that she is a real estate investor, and she recently, at the end of last year, I just read a good housekeeping article about this, she just sold a property for like $47 million. Oh, oh my gosh. She's a real estate agent, kind of? Investor. Like if she owned oh it, basically. So I, I think then... she buys properties invests in them and then resells them i didn't dive that deep but she makes i got fascinated because i was like vanna white has been doing this since the 80s she's been on since like 87 or something and i was like how much can this woman make and how often do they actually film and yeah five days a month they record six episodes a day and she makes abc reports that she makes four million dollars a year but the internet says between like 10 and 11 and then they cite pat sajak as making like between seven and fifteen. Whoa! So yeah. it's not even like that much more necessarily. Not a huge difference. But that's still oh shocking to me that they would be making that much money. Blew my mind. Off of shows that I obviously know are like classic like, and popular. Right. And it's probably like it's a cable television show. It's like probably it consistent is, uh, viewers. Everyone uh-huh. can watch it. It doesn't have like a specific bent to it. It's family just fun friendly. Family so I friendly. Like, like about, I wonder about every other game show now. I'm like, how much does like Alex Trebek right? make? She definitely lives in Los Angeles, right? I believe so. They film here they have you ever seen her like i'm like what is her house i've look never like? seen her but i've also heard that um uh Mer- who's it merv griffin or whoever originally cast pat and vanna as the hosts of the show cast them because their head sizes <laughs> are disproportionate <laughs> to their body sizes and that makes them more likable on television Whoa, wow. so that are they got massive like heads. heads and now when you watch will of fortune You'll and you see pat sajak next to a contestant <laughs> he looks like a bobblehead doll it's mind-blowing yeah when you look at him when he like goes next to the contestant to be like here's the you know you win a trip to the bahamas you're like it's oh. like all all head all oh head. my gosh i'm excited to look at that now. an old hollywood thing right? that i remember being told it's like every celebrity is five foot two big head yeah. big hands they're like these disproportionate <laughs> monsters and i'm like that was definitely like a made-up like some study yeah. that it's like, you know that, yeah. like the guy from marriage story and girls what, what what's that guy's name the one who was like oh in the, adam driver yeah yes. i'm like that guy's like six foot two like it's like right. you can be a normal right. person Right, right, and right. on television like there was this weird time where calling oh, him yeah. a normal person no, <laughs> I, mean, like, I mean like he's he's clearly right. like doesn't fit the mold yeah it doesn't yeah. fit this rubric that was started years ago which yeah. is so old school Hollywood to be like they have big moon pie faces yeah. so yes. like you know psychologically they seem more likable subconsciously yeah. to an audience yeah no that's so true we should do an ASAP that'll go viral oh, the ASAP science episode like about the proportions of famous people's faces because people oh, always say God, Tom yeah. Cruise is like so short because it's yeah. like important important well, to make it as a star right but there, isn't there i mean there's all that um science behind like the symmetry of a face like the, here's yeah. the most That's, beautiful yes. face 
that exists and it's because everything is completely symmetrical. And I guess if you have a bigger face, there's like more area to have the perfect symmetry. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Like more to yeah. have the wrong too. Yeah, yeah that's like true. Or maybe it's the extreme. Yeah. yeah. So then you end up being really beautiful if you hit it. Mm-hmm. Right. But I guess it could be a shocking thing to walk into like an audition room. Just like, look at that big ass face. Yes. <laughs> <And> <laughs> your eyes it's memorable. Memorable. If you know YouTube thumbnails are always like, make sure your eyes are huge. Right. You, think about have that? you heard that? No. People like are like the whites of the eyes. The whites of the eyes. And then now it's kind of like when you look at yeah, and when you look at YouTube videos, like everyone people like, are like, like their eyes are so wide, and I'm like, huh? Okay. It's like, yeah, you're just mimicking emojis. Yeah, it's yeah, it's fast. Well, I'm fascinated by it because yeah, someone Test told me out. that years ago, and then when you just see them in comparison to other people, like mm-hmm. everyday people, you're like. Wow, that is a big old head. Oh over my there. god, I need to see Vanna White <laughs> yeah. bobblehead in Go real life. Go check it out. But she's doing great. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Clearly, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, not to keep going on that, but that reminds me of Judge Judy, who also makes yes. so much money. And doesn't it's, she only work like a week a year yes, or something like that? And has like five hundred million dollars yeah. or something like that. She's nailing it. <laughs> I love it, and they're also just like in the perfect love place Judge of culture Judy. where no one's calling them out. No one's no. like, right. no one's being like, we're barely working at so much money. Everyone's just like glad to see them. Yeah. Yeah. yeah they fill a time slot that no one can get upset about <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> okay, okay my what i learned this week i know i told you and it was a hank uh green tweet that taught me actually okay but given that coronavirus is going around viral load which is like how much virus you're near actually impacts how sick you get so oh. not in my mind for some reason yeah, i always I thought like oh you just like happen to get one virus and then you get infected because it spreads it and it then your body gets immunity and then you're good yeah but yeah. if yeah. you're around like so one of the doctors who was um one of the first doctors in china who was like taking care of patients mm-hmm. would have been exposed to it so much more so like having more physical viruses around you increases your likelihood of getting sick yeah, I don't know why I didn't, yeah, yeah, like I didn't I know yeah. it seems obvious I, know, like, I thought course, it was weird too If there's more oh, But yeah. I always just thought You got one And then it just like Duplicated from there And, and I thought but that I, Your body would build the immunity And then a, you're yeah. fine mm-hmm. but I it's, thought yeah, yeah that That the exposure To more viruses Creates a stronger Immune system within you And so you have like It a, can I guess in this case If there's a lot It's like it can get Ahead of your immune system wow. So if you just have Like a small viral load Which sounds really yeah, weird Yeah that's a um, hilarious Then your body has time To like catch up Before it multiplies but if like millions get into your system, then it's like they wow. could bend the I learned that from people explaining why that exact thing. The young doctor, he was like 34, right. was like he discovered he coronavirus uh-huh. and died. The reason they think is because he was working like around the clock try- and trying to and like just exposed to it constantly. Wow. And was exposed to it more. And I mean, therefore, it makes sense. I don't know why. I've never... So are they doing anything to? Quarantine the doctors that are exposed to it. That's what I've been it? thinking. As like, this is why medic medical professionals are so amazing because it's like, in times like this, we look to them to like go to the front line, and in yeah. many ways, they are risking their lives because mm-hmm. of that reason. So I guess that's probably a good reason why it's important that they like get good breaks, right? Like, are able to sleep. Like he obviously was, you know, very committed yeah. to this mm-hmm. like cause. Oh my God. But also that's, I mean, it's something to think about too, of like rotating in more medical professionals to like yeah. bear yeah. the load. Chance, yeah. yeah to try and give them some opportunity to like heal themselves. Yeah, that's so true. I mean, that's like, I'm, it's such a different conversation in America because it's not like private or it's like more privatized healthcare. But in like mm-hmm. Canada, it'd be like, that's why you need to like, no, pay more taxes to like. Right. Have but there would still be an issue with maybe not having enough medical professionals. Right. You know? yeah, like if true. there's so many people getting sick, then the doctors just have to work and work right. and work. Right. And that's also like, I've that's just everywhere. never thought about it from the doctor's perspective too. Mm-hmm. That knowing that as a doctor, you'd be like, I 
don't I have it's uh-huh. my duty to take care yeah. of this patient yeah. but i know what the, like the higher risk yeah, yeah. they yeah. really this are like amazing and sad in so many yeah, ways. yeah the most important like truly the most important job in the world and it's like okay i get why there's a lot of shows about you and why you get paid well <laughs> like that's good that's good that's good that's Grey's good. anatomy will never die yeah because yeah. <laughs> we are infatuated we love you so much thank you for your work <laughs> oh, time to get to know you all right, so now we're going to grill you, Grace. Love it. Um, Love it. I mean, mostly this podcast, you know, often it's about science. It's about learning. We just want to, like, learn about you and then sure. talk to you about the things you've learned in your life. Definitely talk lessons. about YouTube and what we all yeah. Oh, yeah. Learn. I feel like we were we having have. a whole little session before Mini we started podcast. recording a little bit about yeah. everything. You, you kind of gave a bit of a description of your background and stuff, but mm-hmm. I just want to know, if, how did you even get into it in the first place? Sure. I know Over you've been asked this question a million times. I'm yeah. sorry. Oh, no, no, no But, no like, worries. just to get us into it. Yeah. No, it feels... It's funny because it feels like so distant uh, ago that the fairy tale started. (laughs) Uh, No, I I went to college for... I studied communications. I knew I wanted to do something creative, but I didn't know exactly what. And I had no real desire to be on camera or to do... I I mean, I had a little bit... uh, Like, I took an acting class and then um, things kind of changed when I started to really love comedy and fall, like really wanted to pursue what that was. Tina Fey was like, you know, getting on SNL and was major at the time. And so I was like very idolizing her career path. And I started taking, um, improv classes in New York city. I actually wanted to take script writing classes at this one improv theater called the people's improv theater, the pit. And they, so I interned at the theater to offset the cost of classes. And um, they had a level one improv class that wasn't completely full. So they're like, you can enter this class for free. Like we just want to fill the class. And I was so scared and I, I, I did it. And then I just fell in love with it. And I did all the classes there and graduated their system and then got on a house team at that theater and started performing on a weekly basis in New Where York. Is, okay, this is in New York? In okay. New York, yeah. I graduated from college um, in northern New Jersey and then moved to Brooklyn and started doing improv at in Manhattan and at the same time I had taken editing classes in my undergrad and my roommate at the time was my college roommate we moved to New York together she wanted to be an editor and I started seeing these videos like seeing YouTube videos but I didn't know what it was at all and I saw these two girls named Beth and Val and they were just these comedians and I think they still do like stand up and all this stuff and they were just like answering questions that were emailed to them on their little eyesight camera (laughs) on like funny or die or something like that and I was like and they did jump cuts and I'd never seen a jump cut before oh, in my life. Oh, have never seen a jump cut before. It was like 2007 oh and I had never oh, seen invention. a jump cut and I was like, this is so fun. They're so likable. They're so funny. This is so like, my friend and I could do this. And so her name is Michelle and we started a channel called Grace and Michelle and it would just be us sitting in our apartment in Brooklyn, like talking to each other and then we would trade off who edited the video and like, you know, kind of like a little rivalry of like who could make a funnier edit of each video. Wow. And we had like a hard and fast rule that it couldn't be over two minutes long because no one watched videos longer than that at the time. And then I got approached by um, this website called My Damn Channel and they were looking to have a host of their website they had posted like original like music and comedy content and they asked me to come like host their site quote unquote and um they basically were going to give me a salary to make five videos a week and uh 
at that point I was like auditioning for like TV and film in New York. So I was like, oh, I can stop waiting tables and mm-hmm. like do that work instead. from home and still go on auditions. This is ideal. So I agreed to do it. And then we started a series called Daily Grace and it lived on their website, madamchannel.com, um, for two years, two years or so, uh, while YouTube was like building up. This like 2009, 2010. And, so um, it wasn't on YouTube originally? It wasn't on YouTube. I didn't know that. Yeah, it was on my damn channel and it was getting like 2,000 views, you know, a day. Um, but we started to see that like everyone was watching stuff on YouTube. So we created, we moved it over to YouTube and actually created like me and this other guy named Jesse created like the categories of like Monday will be this, Tuesday will be commenting on comments, Wednesday will be reviews, Thursday is how to's and Fridays are sexy Friday. And um, we created Daily Grace. And, but it looked like it was just me at home making just these videos huh. when really I was getting paid a salary by this website wow. to make these videos contractually five days a week. <laughs> and so uh, it grew on YouTube this like 2000. 11 12 it grew and grew and grew on youtube um uh, but i didn't own any of the content they owned everything i was only getting a salary so i wasn't making so regardless you know, of how well it did it was like you had a salary so i was just were this, you aware at the time like of what the amount of money they were making yes or, i could okay. see the back end that they were making like three times what they were paying me and right. i was doing huh. everything right. like i was <laughs> shooting it editing it uploading it promoting it you all, were yeah i was oh. doing i was a one-woman team i was doing what a youtuber was doing right but huh. people just didn't know that i was employed by this company right. to do this thing contractually everyone was like wow she's got amazing work ethic and i'm like i have to make <laughs> these videos i legally have to get this done <laughs> Uh, oh my God. Yeah, but then I started meeting like Hannah Hart and all these other people on the platform, and I was like, "Huh? So you you own the videos that you make? <laughs> you can do that?" And Hannah, you know, being Hannah, who is you know, she figures out how a system works, was very emphatic, and she was like, "You you what? You don't own this?" You and she was like, oh. very uh, wonderful and like helping me figure out um, how to navigate how to navigate all of that, and then so and by navigate meaning. We tried to make, uh, we tried to negotiate with this company, um, and it did not go well. So the only alternative or option was that I had to leave uh, the like channel the whole, completely mm-hmm. behind and start my own channel in like 2012, I think, or 13, um, which is it's Grace or Grace Helbig mm-hmm. now. And uh, yeah, it was kind of crazy, and I like couldn't talk about it legally, and like couldn't really. Was that like real? Like I feel like so often in the back end of like. Hollywood or like these yeah. types of things are these contracts that yeah. like you know they always bind people to things how did you know you couldn't talk about it did they tell you yeah, did your they, lawyer they told me but then I also I was at that point my kind of thesis and like goal of making content was always comedy first personal life third you know okay, like right. you didn't need I to like wasn't, air that out or you didn't yeah, want to I was very very delicate with maintaining a personal life off camera and that comedy was the forefront of the content that I was putting out and I wanted to keep it that way I didn't I hate confrontation I hate being messy huh. I hate any of that so yeah. Uh, it was, you know, one part legal and two parts like I don't want to be that person online doing any like dragging anyone. I'm going to like press on, move forward and just like let my content speak for itself. When they go low, we go high. Yeah, and, like, oh, bitch. Uh, and so, you know, they can own the rights to the channel and all of the content, but they can't own, you know, my brain. So, yeah. Wow. Um, and the cool thing about that at the time that really like struck me as 
how beautiful YouTube and the community was at that time was when I left and I started this new channel and the audience was confused and I didn't want to like really deep dive into it. Hank and John Green like took up for me and I remember like started Hank like a movement this, like, right huge yeah, long I Tumblr post I yeah. this is when we were oh. just starting YouTube yeah. and I was like I had this no is crazy idea. Yeah. yeah I had no idea that they were going to do that I uh, didn't really even know like the gravity of like the situation for myself I was just kind of like well we just head down keep making content like this is what we've been doing for four years we know how to do this and uh, it blew my mind that they like took a personal stance to let people know all of the things that I didn't necessarily know how to explain to an audience. And they're so articulate and yeah. they're so um, passionate about the platform that I was like, thank you for taking that load off of my back Yeah, uh, because you I, were able to explain this in a much more um, direct way th that I couldn't do so helpful to come from someone oh, else it's so, you have to do it yourself it feels like you have weird motivations and right for yeah, someone else also, to be like this is my friend this is what they're going through and also I was very naive at the time too and I didn't have a huge business minded sense I was very creatively driven and the business side of things it was a little like always very overwhelming and complicated to me and I worked with the manager and uh, you know agents and people that could understand that side for me so I didn't have to worry about it and so for other content creators who were extremely business savvy and understood like the value of the platform like and the came community more naturally maybe to understand. it was so wonderful coming from them it just was such a legitimate voice explaining something that I couldn't articulate to an audience um that is like something that I think is, would be really interesting to talk about which is not talked about but i think it has started to be talked about a lot more recently mm -hmm. in hollywood mm -hmm. which is like this idea of like how it all works behind the scenes yeah like before growing up like i'm like i always i'm like which came first chicken or the egg like being gay or like loving pop culture like i don't really know which <laughs> came first but i love and i still do love pop culture mm -hmm. but honestly less now that i've had to have a life that i'm sort of involved with it more because yeah. when you're young you just see the result and you're mm -hmm. like whoa look at these creative these artists these people who are like imagine being an artist and making money and like having a life like that that's amazing yeah then you get in it and you're like it's so rare to see that it's just about the art like so much of it is business yeah and there it's was like and crazy. i was i was never that way ever and that might <laughs> and that might be just like complete naivete like ignorance is bliss kind of yeah. uh, mentality at the time but i was so focused and driven on just wanting to make people laugh that i had the assumption the happy-go-lucky like persona that this would figure itself out like yeah, the business yeah, stuff will yeah. figure itself out i just want to keep creating and keep connecting with people i think this is so fun and i genuinely enjoy what i do i don't want to be bogged down by like whether this is a good business strategy or not uh, I'll figure that out as I go, which is everyone's MO on YouTube is just like figuring it out yeah. as yeah, you go. That's true. <laughs> and also at that time, there's no blueprint. And I also didn't realize like that I was such a unique case at that time. Because most people were just starting as YouTube creators then. Right. Without like a company or something. Yeah. Everyone was starting and figuring it out for themselves because they had to. And I was part of this company, so I didn't have to figure out and navigate. Oh, I just like got yeah. to create. And then this company was, you know, pay, cutting me checks for things. And so I had to learn after, you know, the first wave of YouTubers started to learn how to navigate it as a business. Then I, I was a little late to that game and then had to navigate it a little differently as Whoa. a business. And a lot of people have had 
um, you know, a lot of people from BuzzFeed have had similar situations yeah. in that sense. Um, and it's always very hard. And that's one of the things now I do tell people that want advice about starting is to really do your research and really like talk to people, which is what I wasn't doing. Like, I'm so thankful for a friend like Hannah who I didn't even have to ask. She would just tell me all the business stuff that she was learning as she was learning it. And, uh, and so asking around and figuring out one, you know, how to just make sure that your, your content is protected. Like we see it even with like Taylor Swift and her albums and stuff like that. It's like a similar. Yeah. People are talking like about it, it now it, more because right. a lot of it is like based in like misogyny and like these like yeah. literal men in suits. Like it's crazy when it's you go see it, you're bonkers. like, oh, I always say like what I've learned is that the entertainment industry is just banking mm-hmm. with like artists as the currency. With like a and facade. You're like, yeah. of, yeah. And you, you're like, it's like so sad. You're like. Right. And it's, it, it's so interesting because the, that at that time too like it, it, youtube was founded in such a pure way you know mm-hmm. people that generally really was just, expression of people's yeah like, people that weren't necessarily like trained in the entertainment industry yeah. like i mean i felt like i was coming from a trained comedy background so i was present i was bringing like a different skill set to the table a little bit but that the like the the ecosystem was so pure and based solely on creators supporting creators and then the business people started to swoop in a little bit now it's so dramatically different than <laughs> it, all of it that it truly is like i remember thinking like being yeah. hearing that being like it's gonna come in they're gonna sweep in and i was sort of like okay we'll see but now like thinking yeah. like sitting on like, this couch it's like it totally yeah. has yeah it's, yeah it's very fascinating now and I, i'm so thankful even though it was uh, different hardships at different times for starting out in that world when i did because the idea of starting now like you really have to be savvy to start now yeah and then back then you could kind of be fumbly bumbly messy and like <laughs> and hey and not know the answer and not and, know yeah. just know like have your point of view and want to share it consistently with people uh i have a question about that just in yeah. general starting for advice for people i'm wondering because it's crazy to me that so long ago you were so comfortable to just be on the internet yeah like before it was even popular before you even really knew what that meant mm-hmm. what do you think that was like in you to just be like well, i'm gonna do this i'm gonna go on the internet so and I'm just show myself. You yeah, know? I'm I'm very much an introvert. Like I love being by myself. That's where I charge my batteries. Like I can be <laughs> social, but I reach a breaking point. Uh, but I also had this innate desire to want to make people laugh. Like I truly want to make mm. people laugh. And so performing at the improv theater fed that need and like put me out there. But it was so. It, it was a grind to try and get, you know, a hundred people to come sit in a theater and watch you perform. But I could go home to the safety and comfort of my apartment in Brooklyn Mm. and quack all kinds of (laughs) ridiculousness and edit it and put it online in this like safe introverted paradise for myself. And it was kind of like my secret for a while. Like I still thought of YouTube as this survival job situation while I was going and auditioning for like bit roles on 30 Rock and things like that, (laughs) thinking that that was the real trajectory that I was aiming for. Um, And so when YouTube started to take off as this, you know, entity and started becoming a more viable like business opportunity and like where my actual income was coming from, I had to kind of reconcile that this like fun little hobby thing that I do at home, I have to take it a little bit more seriously now that this is now my job. Like this is my actual job. Um, I remember one time I like, cause I didn't tell the people on my improv team that like I was really, they knew kind of a little bit about it, but not very much. And this girl 
um, came to one of our shows and she sat in the front row and she had a You've Been Hazed t-shirt on that was like my first merch I had ever made. And I thought merch was like oh stupid God. and narcissistic. <laughs> and I like, and she was just sitting in the front row when we came out and I was like, oh my God, oh, oh my, my God. God. I was like, my secret <laughs> life has bled into my, my oh gritty, my cool New York comedy life. Oh no. And she like came up after the show and like took photos and was like telling me that she started doing improv in Chicago. And my teammates afterwards were like, why did she want to take like oh a picture with you? Who and was I had, that girl? Uh, yeah, she was so sweet. I had to, and she was there with like her mom and they were in from Chicago. It was so cute. That must have been such a weird it feeling. It was such a weird, like <laughs> the veil coming off of this. Like Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, how to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, how to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome. Like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome. Like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard Fixed Indemnity Insurance Plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out-of-pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what-ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Like thing because they no one knew what YouTube was and what that world was. Everyone, you know, classified it as this silly little thing that you know kids in the Midwest in their bedrooms are filming themselves, you know, trying to do smoky eyes, and it, <laughs> like the legitimacy of it wasn't there at the time, especially especially for the world of comedy. Um, and so it was a very awkward experience for me to merge those two worlds together and like slowly more people were coming to the shows because they had seen me on YouTube for whatever reason and it was I it just it was so strange I remember just being like so uncomfortable with like one it's just at first uncomfortable when you I'm sure you guys have felt this when people come up to you and they know you on the internet for the first time like when mm. that first starts happening it's a very strange it's like thing shocking because yeah. you can see numbers and, and view counts yeah I know and yeah it's so much more meaningful when you see people you're like oh yeah and at the oh, beginning you're just like it's so it's a bizarre experience for someone you yes. don't know to stop you, you know yeah what I mean? exactly and like really because uh, you know there's this weird like oh yeah, sure, a thousand people watch this video, but not really, that's a fake number. And then when some complete stranger comes up and quotes something you said, you're like, oh my God, yeah. these are we're all humans watching this. And I think this. we are old enough to internalize that we're like, you know, it's like, if you're going to have someone come up to you, it's because you're on TV or the right. movies. Like that's yeah. what we grew up. Like we didn't have YouTube right. growing up. And so I'm like I this feel like I still like delegitimize it even now. I'm like, same. that's not real. Oh, to myself, I'm like, I'm this dork that just goes home and makes these stupid videos. Yeah, yeah. Why would you come up and say hi to me? Like, this is so trivial, like what I'm doing and putting out there. Uh, so it was like such a strange growth in that, that world. But because I, I love, um, being by myself YouTube became this like amazing outlet to be able to still feel like I'm performing and making comedy happen but I got to do it in the comfort of my isolated environment yeah which I think is like really important because now even like because 
that now there's Instagram and mm-hmm. there's Twitter and there's all like YouTube, obviously. But I think because I've started to actually try and do stand up comedy like I in know, Toronto. That's so cool. And what I've realized is there's still like is a big stigma. Okay. Like it's like it's so weird. I'm like, OK, I'm amongst all these people. We're all doing stand up comedy in Toronto. Mm-hmm. Some of them so funny, so talented. Right. But people aren't like necessarily utilizing the internet mm-hmm. in a way that surprises me. Like they're still w- sitting around waiting, going but to auditions. Like, why aren't you I'm like, on why all these platforms? You? Yeah. You're so That's funny. like what I think. And like, obviously like with my past, I'm like, why the hell aren't you doing this? Yeah. And I think about that. I always think of myself like, but just go like what you said, mm-hmm. just secretly do it. Like I think yeah. a lot of it's the barrier of people watching you being judged. I don't know the exact reason, but now it's almost harder to do that. If they try mm-hmm. and do something online, yeah. they're going to put it on their Instagram, mm-hmm. their Twitter, where everyone in the community is already watching them. It's almost like there was like that really cool sweet spot. Yes. Like that's an interesting part of history that can't happen now where you oh. get to do comedy, go and home and secret. secretly do YouTube yeah. because now all those comedians would see you on Instagram or Twitter like they would just know right and it's, a very, it's weird yeah I have a lot of nostalgia and like real sense of gratitude for that era yeah, of creating yeah. content you genuinely got to secretly do it yeah, yeah and genuinely none of us knew what we were doing yeah. and so there was such a purity in creating because you just wanted to there was no expectation of success in that world at yes, all yeah. because it hadn't you hadn't seen it done before you, you started to see it and that's why I think like I'm able to now in retrospect reflect on that time and feel a sense of like pride for everyone that I met that are like great people and cool humans with interesting ideas and points of view all just trying to do yeah, something that's so true and now it is like if a comedian or stand-up or someone tries to start a podcast or whatever like you have to have a plan now yes, you can't yeah. just throw spaghetti against the wall mm-hmm. for fun and hope that like something happens like you and they'll, be... and they'll definitely sound like that they're like wah, wah, we just made it but it's like yeah. no they definitely thought about it because you have to or yeah else. yeah that's it's, so true it's fascinating how evolved it is and how like it, i do miss the days of like <laughs> just creating for the heck of it and not worrying one if you're offending someone or two if this is a trendy enough idea yeah. or if it's gonna be good enough or people are gonna like it like really just collaborating in uh for fun and i do think there's like a, cr- a part of the creative process that's like so important which is that like experimental mm-hmm. for me like like that's what my process is it's like Doing things, learning from yeah. mistakes, and that I you think a scientist is scary. like to experiment. Yeah. <laughs> How dare you? Shocking. But it's it's so much scarier now because oh. it's like you can't really just like experiment. You can't fail yeah. without people yeah. watching. There's which no is, or the degree of people watching. Exactly. You have to be good at not caring what people think, which is hard. It's very hard, and there's there's no time to experiment. Like I feel like back then, because it wasn't so saturated, you had a little bit more space to play mm-hmm. with things. And now everyone's doing everything on the internet. <laughs> that if you don't catch someone's attention in the first few seconds of whatever you're posting like you've lost them i have a question about like the editing yeah like going back to that when you were in classes learning about editing Mm -hmm. i'm curious what you were being taught versus like that jump cut thing what you ended up doing was it like we were taught it was a final cut uh, final cut class we were working on final cut 7 which i still use final cut pro now but i use final cut 7 for like you know up until it broke on my computer a couple (laughs) years ago and i couldn't like download a free file again uh (laughs) 
but the we learned just basic skills in in editing nothing too advanced but my roommate who wanted to be an editor um she was a little bit more advanced and had gone on and started like working in other capacities and learned more but i just had such a basic rubric sense of editing which perfectly worked for what I wanted to make on the internet um, and how I wanted to edit and jump cuts were a major part of it and it was so fun to just play around with editing because I never wrote any of my videos. I I would sit down and turn on a camera for maybe 15 minutes and I was so in my improv brain of saying yes and to my own ideas that something would naturally hmm. develop and I could figure out in my head as I'm talking nonsense about something how I'm already going to edit this. So my hmm. process became really fluid, like very... Um, not effortless but very efficient in um in the way i created the style and but i also was kind of blind to it too i was just creating something that i thought was funny at the time i was also dating um, a comedy writer that i thought was like the funniest person in the universe so every time i made a video i would just have in mind like will this make this person laugh hmm. like if i could make this person laugh and then that cultivated an audience of like 16 year old females so <laughs> i was like okay something's connecting somewhere uh, was that surprising to you it that was your surprising. audience was like young well it was surprising to me because i remember when they first started calling me like their older sister you're like excuse I, me yeah i was called dads i'm like we're not we don't have kids yet yeah <laughs> yeah it was so strange and also it was like this new odd sense of responsibility placed on you as like someone that they're looking to for Oh yeah, because as a comedian you're probably thinking like let's fuck shit up and oh, then yeah. all of a sudden you're like oh what? But also I know I'm a fully fledged fucking idiot so like, <laughs> like oh, I God, do not know how to do anything <laughs> and that's why like the catchphrase I don't know was organically there because <laughs> I didn't want any responsibility for anyone interpreting anything that I did on the internet as anything other than just silly pure fun. It was not meant to be a guide for anything. It was not meant to be anything um, uh, truly educational. Uh, I, if the byproduct was some sort of learning experience, wonderful. But I wanted the main product to just be a laugh or a distraction from something that you know is more se severe in your everyday life and um yeah it was i forget what the question is now i've lost track i forgot too but yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll i was like gazing at your eyes being like, Keep talking. <laughs> <laughs> well i'm curious like do you think do you think then that there's not room for that as much on the internet anymore or you said because it's so saturated it's harder for people to have the room to experiment or do you think I, that that's people yeah. just starting can they i think can they people have that, that are just starting i think there's obviously still room like there's never going to be a cap you know where mm. it's like Stay out. No one right. has a, a space here. I remember when we started like looking to you guys and Hank and John and all the channels yeah. and thinking like we're so late to the game. And so I'm sure people now start saying the same thing. But it's like you you never yeah. necessarily are, right? No, I think if you have a clear point of view and if you have an excitement and a passion to like put yourself out there in whatever capacity it is. Um, I recently got a chance to um, be on this like board of judges for um, this a Patreon grant that they were giving to creators um, who had ideas mm. uh, to create these projects that were bigger than themselves at the time and needed, you know, financial support for that. So in doing that, I was sent all of these channels to look at um, their application to this process, to watch their videos and to like hone in on a person that I truly believed had like this potential. It was very, very That's really cool. It was very cool. And also I just, I took it so seriously because I felt yeah. like such a responsibility. I was like, this is my American Idol judge moment. Yeah, like, I don't so want to screw good. this up, but you, 
I saw so many insanely talented people doing so many different things, things in math, things with food culture, things with travel, things with um, you know, science, like just and stylistically how they develop their voice and their brand. And it just gave me a like made me emotional watching these things because I was so proud of these humans for putting themselves out there and creating this path. It is like now, especially when I'm overwhelmed by the concept of creating digital content because it's so crowded that their voices were still so clear and wonderful and cool to me and like so necessary. Yeah, I think that's one thing that will always work in this yeah. industry it's like if you care about something mm-hmm. people can tell like oh, it's like that whole like authenticity it's like you can't really teach that like no. it does shine what through. level do you think then is somebody having their strong point of view and their authenticity with their like strategy or with i guess it's always like what's the balance of that for you somebody? have to have a balance i think that's the thing that sometimes mm-hmm. gets forgotten at least for me is it's like you can't just be authentic and have a point of view you right. have to have that other thing think, which yeah, is what's hard the lane to you fit teach because it's like and how do you not hard. lose yourself in that right like yeah. how do you not lose yourself on well, being like this will work right and, and like, that's kind of why i've taken a break in the last couple years is i just i had this epiphany the other day i'm like it's time to just shut up for a second <laughs> i feel like i've put so much stuff on the internet and then I've put so much pressure on consistently trying to continue to create stuff on the internet and I can tell and the audience can tell when I'm burnt out or I I'm doing a you know fashion video review because I they do semi well for me and but my heart's not really in it and it feels repetitive I can tell they can tell so who's winning here in this situation yeah there's there's something about the concept of making things online mm-hmm. that is like obviously so messed up. And one thing that like, again, just comparing it to other parts of this industry, which I think we now do the concept of like filmmaking or acting or any of these other things is, is it's about working really hard and then mm-hmm. taking long breaks. Yeah. Like really long breaks. Like, and you see like filmmakers like create amazing. I'm just going to use mm-hmm. that as an example because in ways we are directing and like writing and doing yeah. all these things. And they like make these amazing things. Sometimes they take two years and they make a flop and mm-hmm. then they take two more years and they make an amazing movie. And like people don't, that that's just the way the institution works. And I can see how good that is for art and like yes. mental health and like. Yeah, it gives you space to also like experience life. Exactly. Take some time to think of what you want to create. Yeah, exactly. And I feel like it's hard because even in like YouTube terms, like we took a break too, like last year and we still talk about it. It was like from July to September. What it's a like break. that's not like, I know. Do you know what I mean that's like, I it's a summer yeah. break but you beat yourself up you're like I'm not because it's ingrained in you because now there is this like playbook and rule book ish in a way of creating content or starting to create content authenticity consistency all of these easy yeah. easy easy like, and like and, and that on paper does work having an authentic passionate point of view and a consistent um, upload schedule does work however it fails to work when one of those things breaks and uh but on the alternative of that like if your consistency has to break so that your authenticity which has been breaking because you're trying to be consistent Uh, yeah like is hurting you have to give a little bit and i think uh we've ingrained so much that like if we stop we'll be forgotten because there's so many people knocking at this door that they're going to come in and take our space and we won't be able to get back in the room and I don't, I, I have to remind myself that that's not true. That yeah. the 
taking the time for you know whatever the cliche self-care all of that is real and is necessary because i know for myself i'm in a very transitional state in like my growth as a human being like i'm 34 now i'm not 24 making these videos with this like wide-eyed effervescent view of life like i've learned some shit and i've grown (laughs) and i've developed and my point of view is pivoting and changing and i don't want to just keep throwing content out that would the 24 year old in me would make and yeah. i need to take the time to like settle into my new more grown-up point of view on things and reflect on what that means for me and how i see the world and then put out the content that reflects that and i think we just need to like all be like we've been doing this for so long mm-hmm. like when sometimes like yeah i'll just like get stoned and like look at our channel and be like oh my god God, we've made like so many like <laughs> and like relax. we were children in I some of the at, little yeah. old ones. And I would look at this and be like, okay, you're still making videos. That's like truly psychotic. Like <laughs> right? from an outsider perspective, like you're crazy. But that's what I mean. I've had the epiphany of like, it's okay for you to shut up right <laughs> yes. now. Like but if I think an we alien, need to, like help each other to like, yeah, because like, like you were saying earlier, there's no blueprint for us. Like mm-hmm. there are people who did it before us. Like that's fair to say, but like right. truly, like but everyone the, is individualized. Yeah. You know, like everyone's path and their own like burnout happens at different times. In you the world of like social media and the internet like we are truly guinea pigs mm-hmm. so it's like we have like all the young people now on youtube it's like they're less of a guinea pig than we are because they actually have people like us who've like done it and they're like right. oh they're like now in their 30s okay cool they're still doing it but like we actually have the option to be like no we took three years off right right, and then we right. Came back and did this thing and then they might be like oh cool when i'm 30 i'm gonna take three years off and come <laughs> yeah, back yeah, yeah 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 exactly. i'm really curious if you think that having I once heard, I think it was Lady Gaga say a quote of like, you know, the the time you become famous, you stop growing because you're yeah. thrust into this environment where like you just kind of stay at that same age. Yeah. I'm wondering if you feel that at all yeah. or if you feel that your experience has actually made you grow in a different or better way. You know what I mean? I think it's, it's wow. I heard Taylor Swift say that same thing too in her documentary recently that you're stunted at the age that you became famous in, which I think is very true because wow. I feel like I was really holding on a lot to like the first few years of making YouTube content, which seemed like I said, so fun and so Mm -hmm. carefree. And so like, I couldn't, I couldn't contain how many creative ideas I had, like making a video every day wasn't even like the idea of it being daunting didn't even exist in my universe. Like I could make a million videos. I could make three videos a day if I wanted to just give me a topic, I'll go. And now I'm like, I get in that hamster wheel of wanting and longing for that time but I have to remind myself that like you are where you need to be right now like that time has come and gone and like helped shape you into where you are now and you can't like a retired you know athlete go back and watch your old films and like wish you could get back out on the field again like that like you have to appreciate now that you've grown and you have a different point of view and that your content can change because I think as creators you get stuck and stunted and trapped in wanting to hold on to the thing or the era or the time period that you experienced a lot of success um, and feeling okay changing that or feeling okay moving away from that and feeling okay going like that happened okay Mm -hmm. great that's in your past now we need to move forward what's next what's next also like your 20s for most people is like a really like a time that has now passed for us where mm-hmm. people aren't running their own businesses. People right. are like, you know, figuring shit out. And yeah. then it's usually in their thirties. It's like a very quintessential thing, but something I've, I've like learned and like read about it. It's like in your thirties is when you kind of buckle down mm-hmm. and like you build the career, you build the family. So like in many ways we've had to like live 
in our 20s with like these really like you know adult like yeah. lives like and i know that you are adults is a very like western concept but i see it with people like who are in their young t- like mid or early 20s on YouTube mm-hmm. I'm like you are have so much responsibility right now whereas oh. all the other 20 year olds I know are getting drunk they're right. working at a cafe they're writing in their journal they're self-caring themselves right. and all they're kind of and then I'm like but you're actually like running a business like that's oh. what we had to it do. stresses me out well it, it stresses me out because I feel like even though I started YouTube in my early 20s I feel like I did have that existence of struggling and hustling and doing improv shows at midnight for two people in the audience and like grinding and trying to like get as many people and eyes on things that I was doing and there was a sense of appreciation when something hit or something went yeah. well um, and also a sense of like living in gross apartments and like you know yeah. buying like literally like a head of lettuce and trying to make dinner out of it <laughs> being like please let this work or being like no I have to wait for the subway at 2am to get home because I'm not going to pay for a taxi yeah. rich people pay for taxis yeah. I can't do that but now watching these like 20 year olds like buy homes and cars yes. for themselves and have business managers and have these like this idea that they need to create this network for themselves and like a brand stresses for themselves. me oh out. my god it's like that in one wor- way is called success but in another is like such a loss yeah. it's like oh my god why would you want to like buy a house when you're 20 like yeah. i know that sounds hashtag goals but like it's not no, it's not like honestly fuck up in your youth a little bit <laughs> yeah like, it's your time it's your ability to do that yeah, right yeah yeah have a like sense. i mean it's like it is a very much like a grass is always greener for sure like yeah that's great but i do think that there's just like just you wait it's gonna suck you don't need to rush into that sense of adulthood and being like this like badass mogul so quickly like there is a sense of like innocence that gets lost in that kind of Mm -hmm. sauce that makes me nervous for people Mm -hmm. do you think it is just our age that's informing this kind of opinion like do you think everyone in their 30s kind of goes to that stage where you go like kids are kind of not dumb but they're gonna they're gonna realize this when they're older and like life is a lot longer than you think when you're 20 i feel like our friends who aren't in the same career as us at all like back in toronto are all going through this in their early thirties, yeah. like regardless of which career you're in, you yeah, mean, yeah. I, like, I think it's in that kind of like mental growth like of like my ideas about, of what things oh, were going yeah. to be, or is that what you mean? Yeah, just like, like I challenging just feel like, all your beliefs yeah. about what mm. makes success, what makes you happy, what like. I think it's a bit of like you know like you have to start thinking about family. Right. You're, you you it's like it's like amazing amazing things you have to grapple with like the fact that like 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 dad. like I know it's oh, like yeah. not but it's like you do have to start realizing that like you're not immortal. I find that a lot of our friends are becoming a lot more like sober and like yeah. partying is no longer part of Oh, I'm going through lifestyle. that right now. Yeah. yeah so I, it's like, like I haven't been drinking uh, in an effort to like preserve my body (laughs) because I realized that I really like and also the branding of like you know the young dumb YouTube challenges and that era of like you know um, two of my closest friends their brands are based on drinking and that sort of thing and it's it's fun and it's wonderful and I'm glad we had that like phase but there is now this 34 year old grace that has a sense of like well you put your body through some real crazy stuff in your 20s and so we got to start making up for that and also like your time's ticking do you want children and how is this gonna look and also are you gonna be 45 years old making like grammy fashion review videos like what is the plan here and i think i genuinely think everyone has their version of that right right like we all have friends who are working in a variety of different fields and it's it becomes like a little bit more to question that but it's like Mm -hmm. but it's 
like it sounds like when you talk about like questioning and critical thinking, sometimes it can sound like downerish or scary, but it's actually amazing because yeah. if you don't do those things, I think that's when things become like a lot darker. Yeah. But it's also like it's growth. It's fascinating. Like you always, I always hear like everyone's always like your forties are the best. Your fifties are the best. Cause it's like, well, yeah, no shit. You know more. Like, of course. I also think it's very fascinating right now. And I've had a lot of conversations with other people in this world that there is this sort of group mind thing. Like you're saying, people are getting sober, like Rhett and Link's podcast recently. They're talking about their like spiritual journeys away from, um, you know, the, what they grew up in their religion, you know, believing in whatever. And like Hannah, uh, Hart just released a video talking about like some real deep dark family shit mm -hmm. when Jehovah's Witnesses and I think there's this new growth and all of us are like young and carefree and wild making like dumb like baby food out of a diaper eat it <laughs> challenge videos but now we're like oh we're all gonna die someday so um here's where Let's i stand on that. jesus yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, it's honest oh my god the amount of times we talked about this like truly like existential like yeah. life ending i mean mm -hmm. it's a scientific thing that you have to deal with a lot because it's like I don't know, spirituality gets beaten out of you a bit when you learn about science. Right, <laughs> like, right, right. You become obsessed with science, you're like, oh, hey. Yeah. <laughs> but I do think it's like, I do think that is something that you get when you're in your 30s. So mm -hmm. do you think that's like, this is worthwhile advice to be telling young people or do you think young people who might be listening or creating content online, like, is it just like live and let live and you'll go through the stages as you go through them? Yeah, because I think even though there is like a blueprint for stuff technically now, a blueprint for creating content and all of that, everyone, for lack of a better dumb phrase, has their own journey in this world. And so you can watch someone experience highs and lows in this industry. And that's not necessarily if you do all the same things that that person did, that's not going to be your experience with it. So you have to... Um, I. I there's only so much advice you can give to people and I think you have to like try it for yourself mm -hmm. try whatever you're gonna try I just encourage responsibility mm -hmm. to young people I think it's there's so much more um the internet can be a very toxic place and a very polarizing place and a lot of like young people are throwing things up online that can be problematic right. and so I just encourage um really taking a second to like evaluate the responsibility of what you're putting out there mm -hmm. um and like why you're putting out stuff and you do whatever you want but just if you have a second just yeah, you know like take a little like is this how i want to put this out there because once you put something on the internet it you, you can't delete it you just right. can't that's facts and so you can learn the hard way by putting something out there and then feeling the wrath of the internet or you know feeling um like you made a mistake or you could you know slow down for a second and really hmm. think a little bit more cognizantly about um what it is and why it is that you're posting stuff that's great advice yeah so what what is the what does now feel like for you because i know a little while ago you released a video kind of talking about yeah. all this burnout and i sent a message because it resonated with me too yeah. being like you know we've we've been making videos for a long time now and you kind of go through the moment where there's all this momentum yeah and then no matter kind of what happens the the feelings you can't keep up the same excitement about the same thing for doing, right. same, enough, right? doing the same job for a decade yeah 
That, no matter what you're doing, you're, like, you're going to be like, okay, the thrill what? can't give you the same thing, right. and you're not growing in the same way. And I right. feel like that's what you were kind of talking about. Yeah, I think I'm finally giving myself because the idea of burnout has been lingering in this ether for a couple years, and I think I've I've told myself I'm going to take breaks, and I take like a little bit of a break, but I'm wildly consumed in my brain mm-hmm. about you know, am I still yeah, <laughs> am I still relevant to people? Why am I even putting this out there? What are you doing? Like you haven't even grown. You still like. 24 years old what's going on um i'm really really starting to like tell myself it's okay to shut up it's okay to take a break it's okay to like feel this human moment offline right now of uh, appreciating all the things that have happened in the past and the people that have been watching and interested for so long, but also really feeling like there's like a second puberty happening <laughs> almost like creatively and personally for me and fig- finding out what comes of that. I don't have any right now like tangible major projects on the books at the moment and I, I'm okay with that because I feel like I need to just sort of feed my brain, feed my soul a little bit and like feel like I'm 34 years old and feel like what I think about the world and how I think about the world and then start to create things from there. Mm. And also just enjoying um, the more, the not overly complicating things for myself. I got a tarot card reading a few months Ooh. ago. <laughs> Love it. Highly recommend. <laughs> um, and a, a lot of my reading for this year is to stick to things on a more simple level, not like convolute and try to like overly produce things like staying simple and true to my point of view on things. And so reminding myself of that, that's why I love doing the podcast with Mamrie because it's literally just like two best friends hanging out and telling each other stories about what they've been up to the last week. And that's brought me a lot of joy. And so really like feeling that joy and staying connected to that, the same sort of joy that I had when I first started making YouTube videos, even though it's like a different form of creation and, and just reminding myself it's easier said than done, you know, in so no, many but that ways. All is like, yeah, I'm just looking at like, like talking with so you guys and like even getting like your message and I, I got so many other messages from creators that have all been doing it for like the same collective amount of time and that really like overwhelmed me in a sense but also comforted me to know like right. this there's a group yeah. shift happening right now and i think it's cool no, i it think is. it's it's nice yeah. to have solidarity with people as well and yeah. feel like you know i'm not necessary. some weird outlier it's like you yeah. go this is a phase of being a video or internet creator who's been doing it for X many years like yeah. it's, it's bound to and happen and it is like you just saying that I think is like such like everything you said is like oh my god this you all like this person is smart and grown like I kept thinking well, in my head, I'm, like, <laughs> I'm like when you're like I know you're 24 I'm like no you sound like a very smart 34 you know what I mean like but that's not the things that but it's anyone's yeah. ever gonna like th- those are personal things that right. like are the most most important things in the world yeah, yeah i i think that a lot of our our colleagues and friends from what i gather uh like i said have, are having these same thoughts and feelings and discoveries for themselves and are starting to you know articulate them in different ways which is very exciting to me because mm-hmm. i think that it's going to be as much as we're like looking at this younger era of youtubers and tiktokers come through and go like what is that i don't <laughs> know i can't get on board i think there's this like new blossoming of the older era of all of us into this next frontier and it makes me really excited yeah I'm, it's, that's nice. yeah, it's yeah. a little nerve-wracking to not know but it's also like this is how i felt when i first started youtube yeah. i didn't know what i was doing yeah but i should follow my heart as dumb as that sounds for like 
where what's the next iteration yeah. it's so of true that. it's like letting go of the baggage of what's before yeah. like you said appreciating it being grateful being thankful but being able to be like this this is the new the new thing that in 10 years i'll be like that's when i kind of transition yeah. to this new stage of my yeah, life yeah 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 it's very exciting it's 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 like the i don't know phrase has never been stronger than right now <laughs> like sometimes you're like wow like i'm scared about dying but we got a long time on this planet you know what i mean you're like, you're like actually like okay like it's okay like uh-huh. i feel like that's another thing i'm realizing is like oh my god like yeah we do have to figure it out it's going to be different because yeah life is long yeah. which is beautiful thank goodness mm-hmm. and i think about like the people that i watch grow and evolve like on this platform and the ones that i'm like most connected or fascinated with are the people that have really allowed themselves to grow yeah the people that aren't you know kind of like pandering to this old thing that they've done that works but like instead are like challenging themselves mm-hmm. to move into uncomfortable territory because it's just their own personal development yeah, yeah. That is cool. Well, thank you so yeah, much. For thank so, you so guys. Like, open and honest. I'm, I'm glad that we all had therapy before this. Yeah, we both all had therapy before. If you couldn't tell. Yeah, so we're extra raw yeah. and emotional right now. Yeah, so so I've doubled up on my therapy yeah, today. Thank you guys. Truly, truly. Well, thank you so much yeah. for coming on the podcast, Grace. Where can people find you? You guys can find me at Grace Helbig on all social media platforms, youtubecom Helbig. Um, not too deep. My podcast comes out on Mondays, and this might get weird with Mamrie. Comes out on Wednesdays. So perfect. Okay, well, thank Thank you you so so much. Again, thank you guys. See you guys next week. Bye. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.